This is Onis on Opas, a fan podcast where we discuss the aspects of Korean drama with special attention to and affection for the leading men of K-drama, also known as our K-drama boyfriends, aka Opas. And we are your metaphorical big sisters, aka Onis. I am Susie. And I am Lynn. And this is a very unconventional episode of our podcast. Uh, this is a brand new thing that we're trying out. We haven't done it before, so it might be a little rougher than usual, <laughs> which I realize <laughs> might seem very rough indeed. But we have had so much enjoyment from the community of K podcast, K content creators out there in the world Mm -hmm. that we really wanted to do something to bring a bunch of different people together and also, you know, add some different voices and opinions into the mix than Mm -hmm. just your two onis that you get to hear every two weeks. (laughs) Uh, So this is going to be a K community chat with woo, woo, woo. some of our peeps from some of the other K-drama, K-content podcasts out there. Suze, who is going to be joining us for this episode? Well, we have Naz and Ori from the Soul Sisters podcast. Hey, we're Naz and Ori from the Soul Sisters podcast. We love them. Check their podcast out. They are really, really fun we also have Lola from Lola Pops Off About K-Dramas. Hello, hello. I'm Lola from Lola Pops Off About K-Dramas podcast. Check her podcast out. Mm-hmm. Also fun, fun, fun. We have Sarai from K-Drama Cafe podcast. Hello, all K-Drama lovers. This is Sarai, the host of K-Drama Cafe podcast. Jess from the Daybok K-Rambles podcast. Hey, it's Jessica from Daybok K-Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas. And a special guest who is not a podcaster, but has been a great supporter of our podcast, who is Na of K-Drama Bingo. I'm Na, I'm based in the US, and I'm the founder of Kingo Games, a small game publisher. For those of you who've seen me online, you know me for the K-Drama Bingo fan journal, and it's also an upcoming mobile game uh, that celebrate all the tropes drama fans love and love to hate, as well as the many amazing fans who make the Asian drama community so fun. The topic that we asked all these (laughs) friends to give us their opinions about was product placement, the ubiquitous K-drama product placement. But Na had such an interesting story having to do with PPL that uh, we're going to share it with you right here. It's a funny coincidence that Susie and Lynn asked me to contribute to the PPL episode because the first K-drama bingo card I ever shared with my friends was actually focused on PPL. Um, And so although I've been watching K-dramas for several years, it took a while for me to actually talk to my friends about them. And then in 2020, when the pandemic completely (laughs) disrupted everyday life, I suddenly had so much time at home to binge watch dramas. And I started making bingo cards featuring the elements that reoccurred the most across dramas I was watching. A lot of the tropes that you see don't really make sense if you don't watch Asian dramas, so I didn't really share those with my friends, but the PPL seemed pretty accessible, 
And when my friends saw the bingo cards, they thought they were hilarious. And they encouraged me to actually consider even selling some of them to fellow fans. So in a funny way, K-drama product placements actually led me down the road to starting my own game publishing company. So PPL. PPL. (laughs) Which I had to look up. Why is it PPL instead of just like PP, product placement, but Mm -hmm. PL is just PL. Mm -hmm. Because one starts with P. I mean, if we're going to extend that, it should be PR, PL, but it's not not PRPL. It's just PPL. Just Mm -hmm. is what it is. But, you know, I mean, to some extent... It is a necessary evil, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we'll talk about what, how evil it is or isn't. But, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it it exists for good reasons. Now, here's something I was wondering, Suze. Mm-hmm. As someone who has watched a lot of older... I mean, you've watched a lot more K-dramas than I have, full stop. Mm-hmm. But you also have a much greater knowledge of, like the history of K-dramas and kind of the Mm -hmm. OG K-dramas. I am presuming that product placement has always been as ubiquitous as it is now. But I wanted to ask you about that. You know, that is very interesting because I was listening to Sarai's comments. Personally, for me, I never really minded them. I never really paid attention to them. When I started watching K-dramas, it was back in my late teens. So I, it was a while ago. And the thing is, back then, you guys, and I'm going to age myself, okay? There was no Instagram yet. There was no TikTok yet. There was no, like, big social media. It's probably Facebook, probably. But, yeah, there was nothing like that. There was no, K-dramas weren't as popular. So nothing was in my face as it is today. So I didn't really pay attention to them. I didn't really mind them. I didn't really, there wasn't just, it was just like, oh, okay, like, whatever. I would say I'm the same way. Like, older dramas, I feel like, does not have that much mm. blatant PPL. Right. Um, like, it might be either I just didn't know the thing was a PPL, mm-hmm. or definitely it's not so many or so so often in the show it is shown or something like that. So I was not really thinking PPL was a thing back in the day right when i jumped back into k dramas this time around mm-hmm. and i started with goblin and i was like holy cannoli <laughs> <laughs> that's a really funny one to jump into from that standpoint i was like what happened <laughs> right what, what happened so yeah, I I want to say when it was introduced, it was probably obvious to Korean people, you know, mm. because you could also have unfamiliarity with a product. Right. If they're sure. not like today, you know how they like always zoom in <laughs> right. to the thing. Yes. Right. Yes. Like if it's like a branded something, there's always at least one like close up shot of it and then they mm-hmm. like move on or whatnot. I just don't feel like they did that before. It's more in the background. You will see yeah. it. Um, and if you catch it, you catch it. If you don't catch it, you catch it, which is like, you know, probably everyone's preferred way <laughs> to see PPL. Yeah. But in in my recollection, it is not that bad back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, you know, I have rewatched a lot of things 
since we started this podcast and I still I think I can stand by that that I don't really see it yeah um from my perspective so but it's, it's interesting to me how blatant it is now because I've been reading up a little bit on the history of PPL mm-hmm. and there are laws governing things like uh-huh. how often you can like it should not exceed okay this is one sort of unverified article that says like one of the parts of the law um is like it can't exceed like 1.5 percent of the running time of the show like how much ppl each ppl is um and i was like surely the king eternal monarch has broken this law (laughs) right right Surely they, I mean, they are an extreme, they're an extreme um, example, but there are things like this. So there is laws that are supposed to restrict, like, how often, how much, how, how it's displayed, you know, all Uh these kinds of things. But there's also a question on, is anybody enforcing how strict it is? Because I don't see it. (laughs) I don't really... So, like, it's not supposed to be actually so blatant it is influencing you to buy a thing. That is actually not what what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I just find it so, so interesting. But this this one person was like, yeah, it's obviously just not really strictly enforced at all. But you're, you're really, there's actually some regulation surrounding it, but... Who knows? Um, That's so whatever. interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I would never have thought of that. Well, we'll talk, you know, as more in this episode about some of the more examples that really seem to flout that supposed yeah. legislation. Uh, but, I mean, I also want to say that, you know, product placement is everywhere. I mean, anywhere mm-hmm. where there's capitalism, mm-hmm. there is product placement. And it's, mm-hmm. it is definitely present in Western entertainment as well. It's mm-hmm. just not as blatant, maybe. I think that there's maybe more of a um, concerted effort to sort of keep it more obscure, mm-hmm. more subtle. Whereas I feel like in K-dramas specifically, at least in some shows, they seem to have really just embraced the fact that like this is part of the deal. This is part of what mm-hmm. it is. And so we're just going to mm-hmm. lean into it. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas you really don't see that in like Western mm-hmm. things. But anytime you can see a recognizable logo of a thing that mm-hmm. has been paid for. Right. Like that's, you know, if you, if you can see what the brand is, mm-hmm. um, it's why in like music videos, you see stuff blurred out all the time you know see like Mm -hmm. an adidas logo blurred Mm -hmm. out or you know whatever because they didn't get any money for that Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh we'll talk more about that later as well but you know it's just it's not a thing that is specific to k-dramas but Mm -hmm. k-dramas definitely have really leaned into it well i wonder Mm -hmm. too if the explosion of ppl sort of coincides with Um, you know, around 2015, 2016, the global explosion of Korean content and Mm -hmm. 
you can tell that like with Goblin and some of those right around that time frame mm-hmm. that the budgets really exploded, you know, because mm-hmm. you can look at these older dramas and tell yeah. they didn't have that much money. They didn't right. have a Goblin mm-hmm. budget. They didn't have the King of Turtle Monarch budget. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody's got to mm-hmm. pay for that, <laughs> for that budget yeah. of yeah, these yeah. shows. And mm-hmm. guess who it is? Yeah. The, I mean, it's, it's true. It's like a, a symbiotic relationship mm. right so uh i also read that it's kind of like now a known sort of uh way of paying for drama so like the producers will pay like a portion and you have to basically like fundraise by oh, wow um getting a sponsorship and Another part of the history is like older dramas, uh, why you don't see the brand so clearly or whatnot is because it used to be like in the old times, it's a sponsorship thing. So they just give you money instead of please display our products. Right. And then, you know, we'll go from there. Um, So now it's kind of like a formula of how they, you know, how the budget works is... Mm like this much needs to be PPL right? Um, kind of thing. So, you know, and they get their uh, products displayed. People may or may not get influenced to buy them or it increases sales in general or whatnot, you know. Um, I think one interesting thing that I observed from the King Eternal Monarch was those people like Kim Go-un, was the actual face of Kahi Balm. Like, she mm. is actually actively advertising for them. Right. And also, Lee Min Ho was also an ambassador for the Red Ginseng and the Iron Man mask. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is the brand ambassador for that. So, I have not seen or, like, followed up on any other dramas to see if any of them are the face of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how common this is that the stars are peddling the things that they are actually right ambassadors for, or if it's just random for other people, you know, that right. one just felt like a special case, <laughs> the King yeah. of General Monarch, right? But I feel like, like, you know, was Lee Jong-wook the face of that mixed coffee from <laughs> Touch Your Heart? You know, like... Did he, you know, he's the one that, like, keeps drinking that coffee or whatnot, you know. So I find that also interesting. Are the stars, are you casting people because of that to some extent? Like, are they bringing their PPL with them? Right, right. Um, Is something like that. But also sort of the viability of your casting in terms of how many eyeballs are going to see this drama and going to see my product, right? Right. So that's also part of it. My goodness. Mm. So interesting. Oh my goodness. (laughs) All the machinations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, PBL is not exclusive. It's not exclusive to K-dramas. It's not exclusive to Western content. It's anything can have PBL as our friends, the Soul Sisters, discovered recently. Who knew variety shows have product placement as well? Um, Jenny's Kitchen has been showing some coffee brand in Korea. And I was just like, wow. And they keep showing in, say that it's really good and stuff. So 
not just K-dramas, variety shows over there as well has product placement. It's just a way of life. So, yeah. Funny. I didn't know variety shows did it too. (laughs) Everyone does it. I just think it's interesting how, for some reason, product placement has become part of the K-drama formula. Or like, if K-drama making had a formula somehow, we now associate product placement in it. And I just think it's hilarious. I've learned to kind of appreciate it a bit more since it means that the drama you're watching is making money. This brand has faith that this show will be seen and that their product or business will gain exposure. However, if this product placement isn't so much as placed, but shoehorned into the show, then I get really, really upset. Right. It's the shoehorning when it becomes a problem, right? Or uh-huh. is it a problem? Uh, we can uh-huh. discuss. But uh-huh. um, that's, you know, that's when it feels like a problem, when you're just going along watching your show and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to me, it really um, depends on how well are you integrating it into the story, right? Right, yeah. Like, I, in general don't mind if it's food or drink because people got to eat people got to drink right yeah yeah but are you just zooming in (laughs) all the time into the name of this thing you're eating or drinking yeah also are you overly in the dialogue talking about how delicious this thing is or this is the best or whatever and i'm like that is unnecessary i'm seeing you eating it i know you are enjoying it right do not ad do not make an ad out of this otherwise natural interaction with a food or a drink right like oh i just like somebody has has a hangover and they go to convenience store and they buy the little energy drinks or hangover Mm. cures right right that is normal that is totally like something natural somebody would do over there yeah don't be like this is the best one (laughs) like to me that is when it just gets like too right. much when they just right. like talk about it too much or like show it too much right yeah when the actor says something that they would never say like mm-hmm. oh i felt really terrible five seconds ago but now i feel great like calm down ppl people i mean yeah yeah <laughs> that one i mean that <laughs> i mean that one scene in um in the king eternal monarch where they were having a stakeout that is essentially just it's just a commercial. An ad. An ad for yeah. several things. <laughs> Not right. just one thing even. They just like, here's all our PPL time. Right. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Right. So ridiculous. Well, and also, like, it makes no sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Who's yeah, yeah. eating pouch kimchi in the car on a stakeout? I mean, I love kimchi, but it stinks. Like, that's a terrible, terrible thing to in eat an, in a car. In a closed a car. <laughs> Yeah. Stick like please. <laughs> yeah. They're they're oh. cray. I mean that's essentially like that was the question that Sarai had as mm-hmm. far as like what is actually happening here? There's some dramas where it's subtly done, okay, and it's like but you know it's a product placement. But there's some dramas where it's like it kinda takes me out of my zone. It talks it kinda takes me out of my story. It kinda takes me out of my K drama land. And I'm just like is this a show? Is this a commercial? What is going on? 
for me, what really stands out about PPL is that the reason that fans have such strong reactions to it is really about the suspension of disbelief. Like any good product placement, but especially in K-dramas, it's all going to require some amount of suspending disbelief. And in some ways, I think that's particularly true for international audiences. Because even though we likely recognize fewer of the brands in PPL instances than Korean viewers, we also have far less context for which elements are a realistic part of everyday life versus just a common occurrence in drama land. So that's even more true when you're relatively new to watching K-dramas because you don't really recognize the PPL patterns yet. It is exactly that. You have to suspend your disbelief that these people either own these things right. or um, like these things, right? right. We're yeah. gonna there are gonna be a lot of opinions about Subway, you guys. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Yeah. You know. So yeah, you know, you have to not believe, but like it has to be a little bit believable that they would be using these things, that these things would exist in their world. Right. Um, and they're using it at the time they're using it, like timing, you know. <sighs> yeah. Right. Right. I mean, consistency within the rest of the drama. Mm-hmm. Like we don't mind if you put something, stick something in there that somebody paid for, but if it takes you out of what you're watching and now you're thinking about like well why on earth you know is that there mm-hmm. then now I'm not having as much fun with my drama mm-hmm. during my leisure time yeah um so you know there's a lot of opportunity for it to mm-hmm. go wrong yes and this is why our panelists had a lot of strong <laughs> feelings <laughs> about it we talk about product placement a lot during our cringy section. Like a lot of these people in K-dramas, they're supposed to be kind of like, you know, middle-class people. They're just, you know, like going day by day. And they have like, they talk about like their money issues, but they're like walking around with like Valentino bags and like YSL bags. And it's just, it's just like, it's always <laughs> so interesting when I see like the designer bags everywhere, but I'm just like, you guys are like supposed to be quote unquote normal people. And you're like, read about mm-hmm. not being able to buy a house or whatever, but you have designer bags. Yeah. So I always think it's like really funny, but. A lot startup. Yeah. For me, it's always pretty ridiculous to see someone who's supposedly like lower middle class or a regular person or living simply or paying back all of their family's debt, suddenly having a vacuum or a hairstyling tool that costs hundreds of dollars. A lot of the luxury brand stuff goes over my head because I am so Mm. oblivious Mm -hmm. to like luxury brands. But I get it enough that it's like, it doesn't make sense for these working class people. And a lot of the times it does feel like these working class people that somehow have, you know, these really expensive luxury brands of clothes right. or bags right. or things. It's like, well, where'd the mm-hmm. money for that mm-hmm. come from? And then here's like a point that I, I genuinely want to know, and I could not really find an answer. The internet would not really tell me, is that I, in the drama on air, So they are making a drama on that show and they show how the actors come with their own outfits. So they get sponsored outfits and they have to wear in the drama instead of getting their costumes from the drama coordinator. And so there's, you know, some scene where there's some fuss about how somebody is dressed that is not, that's sort of contrary to their 
um, character in the drama and they were like we can't do anything because this is what we were given uh -huh. la, 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 la. you know that kind of thing so I want to know like in reality in the Korean drama world is this the case yeah that's oh wow that is really interesting I have a beautiful example of product placement actually that I recognized immediately, but also recognized it as product placement done well. And then that is actually in the drama run on, um, Netflix drama run on in 2021. They had not Dyson on the books. Dyson was showcased in multiple ways, as in there was the vacuum in the drama. There was also the air wrap in the drama. And I have to say, I remember thinking, and I even made an episode about Run On actually, and I mentioned how if you want to see product placement done well, you should watch Run On because <laughs> they do a beautiful job throughout the entire, entire drama showcasing Dyson products and such a very seamless, smooth, natural way. And I just remember that standing out to me. But if I think about product placement and done in a light that was not so seamless and smooth. I think about nevertheless. They also had Dyson for product placement. And I just remember it just came out of nowhere. I was just like, oh gosh. And it was so pointless. It didn't seem seamless. It wasn't easy or smooth. It was just so blaringly, here's product placement time, product placement time. And it was, it was poorly done. But I can't talk about product placement without talking about Eternal Monarch. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Kim Eun-suk's Eternal Monarch with our Lee Min-ho and Kim Go-un, just one of the worst, worst examples of product placement. And it was because, and I think even during the time of his airing, so many people called it out in real time. Like this is a little bit obnoxious how much product placement <laughs> this has. Um, and it was like every scene. I don't think there was an episode or like scenes without some product being placed. I mean, it was so much. That just means she has a lot. She had a lot of money to put into that drama. I know. And that's great and wonderful. But it was just, it was obnoxious, to say the least. The King Eternal Monarch. I mean, it's just like, it's its own oh, yeah. thing as far yeah. as, you know, we already talked about the crazy kimchi. I mean, and that was, for me, I feel like it was about the third or fourth drama that mm -hmm. I had watched. Like, I'd watched a couple and I was aware of it since Startup. Like, you can't watch Startup yeah. and not know <laughs> about Desker. Um but for the most part, I feel like it was pretty subtly yeah. done. You know, I mean, like a twosome places in there, but like they right. didn't ever make right. a big deal about it. And they were going at a time when it was natural for right. them right. to right. be going out for coffee or something. Yeah, you know? I feel I mean, like I, I agree with startup. Yeah. It's but, It definitely was not egregious. And I actually like would add um, like chains, like especially coffee shops. I feel like there's such a strong cafe mm -hmm. culture there that this is also normal and I'm fine that yeah. we know the name of this place and it exists in the real world. Like, that is fine. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, I mean, there's so much BBQ chicken Holy in The King Eternal Monarch. Monarch, but I don't feel like they do a crazy job of, I don't know, maybe they do. <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember it, it is being in there a lot. There a and, lot. like, for The King Eternal Monarch... For me, it is, for all their PPL, the most egregious thing is them talking them up. So, you know how, like, Lee Min-ho's character, mm. every time he eats something, he's like, 
I've never eaten something like this in my place. Or why is this bread like the bakery at the palace, you know? Or the kimchi was also like, oh, it's as good as the palace. I'm like, holy, please stop. (laughs) Please stop. Everything is wrong. Please stop. This is an aside, but by me talking about this, you would think I hate it. The King and Toro Monarch. No, I love that show. I've seen it three times. She loves that. The egregious PPL could not (laughs) hold me back. But I see it. I will comment on it. It is terrible. It is very bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Of the dramas I have seen, The King Eternal Monarch is right. the worst offender. I mean, even though I've seen, you know, 80 more dramas since I watched that. But just that kimchi, pouch kimchi in the car commercial that did not even have any story content in it to me is just mm-hmm. none of this mm-hmm. makes sense like it's completely egregious and i also really enjoyed that show um but the ppl totally repeatedly oh, yes. takes you out of it the, the red coughing things and yeah. yeah all of them yeah i forgot about how much he talks about comparing it to the palace it's mm-hmm. so over the mm. top <laughs> really but you know what most people will say a lot of people will not the first thing that they will say will not be the king eternal monarch because you know what the king eternal the king eternal monarch does not have (laughs) subway Uh, and our panelists had a lot to say about subway my most hated product placement the one that I can never suspend my disbelief over, the one that chooses violence every time, and that's Subway. In the past seven or eight years, Subway has really quite successfully invaded K-drama product placement in a reverse Hollywood wave. It's utterly ludicrous to see how this fast food sandwich chain has bamboozled K-drama fans into thinking, this is a damn good sandwich. No, it's not. Don't be fooled. This is a false prophet, okay? There are so many K-dramas that feature Subway, but I'll zero in on two that raise my blood pressure. Oh my God, one is Goblin. One of the first times I ever saw Subway, I think. And I was shocked. You've got hot, immortal beings who have the means to eat anything anywhere and they choose to eat at subway you're telling me that a 900 year old supernatural man who runs around saving people and doing good deeds and then handing them out a friggin' subway sandwich are you out of your mind someone save kong yu and idong wook like someone come and spare the goblins bride from wasting her last life on eating subway the second example is the k2 Okay, let me set the scene. Ji Tang-wook is mortally wounded. He's got a flurry of doctors and nurses working on him. He flatlines, so they start resuscitating him. It's a highly emotional moment as Ji Tang-wook comes out on the loudspeaker and narrates in voiceover everything that he wanted to say but never could. And we see this angelic vision. It's what he's seeing in his head. What is he doing? Where is he? He's on his deathbed envisioning himself at Subway. I swear I could have strangled somebody the first time I saw this. It's a joke. They're joking. They have to be joking. The devil works hard, but Subway works harder. 
I think the most public offender for me is Subway. Um, we recently <laughs> did a review for Goblin and it just was all over that show. And I was just like, but why? I understand though. I mean, Subway needs its, I guess, visibility, but it just caught me off guard every time. And I'm just like, why is Subway always in the K-dramas? Y'all. It's okay to not be okay. I love that show. Like, I, it's my healing drama. It's like, I love that show. Absolutely. But for some reason, in like several episodes, they use Subway as a product placement. Why? I don't know. And it's funny because here in California, Subway is just Subway. It's like, I... <laughs> And so, like, it's, like, funny, like, because, I mean, sometimes in the episodes, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm hungry. I haven't ate anything. Okay, let's grab Subway. But then there's one episode where it was a dream sequence for um, the main character, uh, Moon Gangte. He had a dream sequence where he was back in high school and he was in a subway. And the majority of the time they were in a subway and even a character played a subway worker. That whole scene, they were in a subway. Why? I don't know. Did they need to be in a subway to have that dream sequence? No. Did the story need it to move it along, to push it forward? <laughs> no. So I just was like, what is happening? <laughs> Why are they in a subway? Is this, like, I'm just like... And I took, a, before I watched that show, I took a good break from K-dramas because I was finishing up my, uh, my degree. So... <laughs> When I came back, I was like, are they really in a subway? Like, is this product placement up in my face right now? <laughs> I've got to say that for me personally, I just cannot stand being within smelling distance of a subway in the U.S. Uh, but when I lived in Europe, I was totally surprised to find out that it did not actually taste gross to me. But in the beginning of my K-drama journey, when I would come across a subway in a drama, even if I told myself that the ingredient quality at a subway in Korea is almost certainly far better, it still stretched credulity for me to imagine that Kim Goon or Gong Yoo were having a date there in Goblin, or that Song Joon Ki was <laughs> going down to the local subway to impress a girl in Descendants of the Sun. Um, but after a couple years of watching K-dramas, Subway has really become a familiar friend. So by the time Parpo Gum was uh, at his part-time job in Record of Youth, it even kind of felt almost plausible. So I understand, and all of these are valid. Don't get me wrong. And my, as an American person, my reaction would also be like, Subway? Really? Yeah. But let me tell you about Asia and American chains. Mm. It is very different over there. Um, there's Now, I'm not going to speak about Korea because I've only been there once. And it seems like, but to me, it does not seem implausible that this is like considered a good thing. Mm. Right here is a little bit like the lowest on the totem pole in terms of this kind of sandwich right. chain, right? Yeah. Like people will actively avoid Subway and often your Subway just looking at it is just like not appetizing at all. Yeah. But I will say from my experience growing up in Asia, like when I was in school, 
they, for the first time in my town, opened up a McDonald's. Oh, uh-huh. And that was fancy eating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was also, like, more expensive than, mm-hmm. of course, your local food. But it's like, if you're going to celebrate something, you're going to go to McDonald's. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember also Pizza Hut was a big one that people will go as, like, fancy eating. Uh-huh. And, like... Even when I went back this time, like the last time, I think, not the last time, the time before that, one of these times recently that I went back to Indonesia, we went to a pizza hut and I was like, yeah, this tracks, this pizza is way fancier than any pizza hut I've ever been Mm -hmm. to. They have like interesting flavors and the ingredients are fresh and it's just like you want to eat there as opposed to here. A lot of pizza huts are reduced to like a counter where you pick up, right? right. You don't have a dining room anymore. Um, it's not special. It is your like Friday night, I don't want to cook food kind of thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I don't have that much trouble believing that it is a nicer thing over there. Mm. Right. Like right. it's something people will feel like is trendy, especially young people. Yeah. Um, to go to places like, Subway and, you know, special shout out to Quiznos who's trying to get into this market. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I I really, I get it. Mm. And I have the same reaction. Sure. I'm like, you cannot pay me enough to eat a Subway sandwich unless it is the last thing on earth that we have to eat. Maybe not quite that extreme. Every now and then I would still maybe go get a subway but very very rarely and maybe when i'm in a place where there's not a lot of options right right, right. yeah and what i like would, I would still eat, one. eat yeah. from subway is very right. specific is very specific yeah. yes but i also um, wonder to what extent that is the fact that food regulations are so much more stringent in other parts of the world. I mean, we know mm-hmm. as Americans and are so incredulous about the ubiquity of Subway or the seeming ubiquity of Subway in Korean dramas because it's so sketchy in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been numerous mm-hmm. scandals about Subway ingredients um, right. in the U.S. But I think in a lot of parts of the world the governments are much more involved in sort of saying like you can't sell stuff that is food adjacent under the heading of food. Like you can't put gross (laughs) stuff in your, you know, in your food and sell it. So I just, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems like a sort of magical cocktail of that American mystique, which I think is still very much a thing. And Subway is very American. Um, plus the fact that it like might actually be a lot less gross than in the U.S. Um, but I agree with what Na said a hundred percent about Bogummy in Record of Youth. Uh, to me, mm. even though it's Subway, and I know people have a lot of st- obviously, as we've just heard, <laughs> a lot of strong feelings about Subway. Uh. Um, but to me, that really works because of what's going on with his character at that point in the show. He's working all these part-time jobs. And Mm -hmm. I said this in our episode about Park Bogum, 
to me, that is genius product placement because it makes yeah. sense that he would be working there and it's mm-hmm. Park Bow Gum peddling your product, you know, standing right. behind the counter saying like, this is what I recommend. Yes, mm-hmm. that is a smart way to do it. And didn't, you know, mm-hmm. apart from the fact that it's Subway, right? Like mm-hmm. now we're all a little bit triggered by the fact that there's so much Subway <laughs> and stuff. So as soon as we see that green and yellow combination, Oof. there's a little bit of taking you out of the drama because you know it's a, a yeah. PPL. Mm-hmm. But in that drama, mm-hmm. like there's so much of it because he works there that like you just mm-hmm. get used to it because that's his workplace. So right. I thought in Record of Youth, it's really well done. There's mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff in that drama I did not think was really well done, but somewhat <laughs> <laughs> product placement. Thumbs up yeah. from me. Now, Goblin, as we mentioned earlier, has both Subway and BBQ chicken. Mm-hmm. It's similar, really, to Bogami and Record of Views. Mm-hmm. I mean, they integrated BBQ really well because one of the characters owns a franchise of BBQ. Right. So people are working at BBQ. Of course, you would bring BBQ to eat at home. Right. Because why wouldn't you if there's like some leftover chicken to like take home? Yeah. Your friends would come over to support you because they're nice. So they'll come eat at your restaurant as well or whatnot. So I feel like that is also another example of how how good it is. Um, how well integrated into the story yeah. it is. And so it's not like out of the question when you have your meetings at the BBQ because whatever. Um, <laughs> but the subway, not so much. I mean, the subway feels more shoehorned in than I'm just like, BBQ to me. <laughs> you remember towards the end when they're in Canada? <laughs> And they're just eating some Subway. <laughs> I'm just like, my God, you're in a Canada. Like, right. <laughs> isn't there others? I don't know. Get some Tim Hortons. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were not down with the Tim Hortons PPL because there's oh no my Tim Hortons God. in Korea. It's got to be a global <laughs> brand. <sighs> but I just really, that really took me out when, like, she is not a teenager anymore. Right. And she is still eating. Right. Randomly eating a subway. Just randomly eating a subway outside. Yeah. I also have, in a couple of dramas, um, they've had it where, you know, they're having an office meeting and they bring in catering. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you just see the ubiquitous green and yellow wrappers on the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't ever... Mm-hmm put an exclamation point on it and to me that is fine like if you Mm want to pay attention to it yes it's subway but they're Mm -hmm. not like slamming you over the head with the fact that like this is subway ppl you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i mean they gotta make their money they gotta pay for these dramas somehow goblin had a big budget because there's so (laughs) much PPL in that show. <laughs> yeah. But you mentioned Quiznos before, and I've also seen Quiznos in a number of 
different dramas. Of course, I did not write them down mm-hmm. at the time because I did not know we were going to be doing an episode about PPL. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned chocolate, that it's in chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and they visited a couple of times and, you know, Hajiwan's character is a chef. Oh, right. And so she at one point talked about like she's ordering and she's actually saying, oh, I want like this bread and I want the chicken and I want this and that in it, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Um, and then they sit down to eat and I think they do comment on, oh, isn't this good? Mm. But then that's it, right? Like, <laughs> I feel like it's efficient in terms of, hey, we're in a Quiznos, you can see it. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, here is one of our menu items. Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious, right? And then they're saying... Oh, it's good. Okay. And we're not just like, it's the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. No, they did not say that. But then like the rest of the integration of the Quiznos was, um, I thought natural because it seemed like a place where they would go like a lot. Mm. And so, um, so they, it shows up again, sort of very subtly, as this child is like, oh, I have half the sandwich, you know, do you want it mm. kind of thing. You can see that it is Quiznos, but not like they don't zoom in on it. It's yeah. Quiznos, but yeah. you just see the wrapper and then, you know, oh, it's Quiznos. Right. So I thought it was like well done. It might be like just a little bit too much talking about it, but um, integrated into the storyline. I thought it was not egregious because they were... Um, sort of in a small town but there is a town town where there's some commerce Mm. so i did not feel like oh what was it that i was like oh no like home cha yeah do you even have a dominoes (laughs) clearly they do suze the funniest one i've seen thus far is definitely a hometown cha 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 and like the dominoes it was like an ad so chief hong and PD Nim were like eating pizza at his place. And they, it was like, it was almost like Kim Sun Ho and um, I forget the second lead actor's name. It was almost like they were themselves laughing at like the ridiculousness mm-hmm. of the scene because it was just like, it was so ridiculous. And they were like, okay, let's get through this. But you could tell that they were struggling through it because it was just so ridiculous. They just like smacked a huge Domino's ad at the end of the show. So yeah, I thought that one was really funny. I mean, this is, uh, as Nazan Ori says, this is like the one of the best ways to do this yeah. for me Yeah. as well. When you just go into it knowing, hi, this is ridiculous, mm-hmm. but we, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do it yeah. and just make it into a thing that is meta. Exactly. We're commenting on how ridiculous it is. Everyone knows it's ridiculous. So... But let's just do it because we have to do it and just make it good. Just make it as much of an ad as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Just lean way into it. Well, and for me in that show, I mean, I 100% agree that it's like meta. It's like a comment on the whole, you know, PPL Mm -hmm. phenomenon. But also, both of those characters throughout the drama, and this is in the last episode... 
mm-hmm. have been very over the top about food. Like it is not, mm-hmm. you know, it is not out of character for either one of them. And they have a little bit of a rivalry go, you know, a friendly rivalry between the two of them. So while it is this sort of meta comment and leaning into it being an ad, essentially. It is also consistent mm-hmm. with their characters that they would just like completely get into this, like, oh my gosh, it's so delicious. And, you know, I mean, whether or not the Domino's pizza really is that delicious or not, but we have to take their words <laughs> for it, Chief Hong and Petey Nim, that, um, you know, it really is so delicious. And I just. I just adore that scene. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think they're hilarious. And to me, uh, you know, just owning the PPL of it all is charming right. and delightful. Unlike also in that same episode where there's the um, the sort of reunion scene between Hua Zhang and her husband that mm-hmm. over like herbal medicine pouches or whatever it is like supplement (laughs) pouches that that feels very shoehorned in like why is like Mm -hmm. the scene is necessary why are they like consuming pouches at the same time that feels awkward um yeah but the domino's pizza every every time (laughs) i'm not gonna buy domino's pizza but i always treat it as an actual ad break like, <laughs> yeah, we're not in the story right now. We're just having an ad. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I feel like that's a really interesting and valid approach. This sort of meta, you know, to to really lean into it. And mm-hmm. uh, our panelists also had some thoughts about that practice, <laughs> the meta-ness of mm-hmm. it all. I really, really enjoy when K-dramas themselves pick fun of how K-dramas do product placement. Um, in particular, I think specifically about this moment and because it's my first life where we have a character who is a writer herself for television for K-dramas and she gets pegged as an assistant writer to be the writer or be the person who has to find a way to fit in these absurd product placement items. And I just think that is so funny to think about that they're very self-aware of it. And so because the dramas themselves are self-aware that they have to do this in a way and me, the watcher, is also aware that they have to do it, I never really you know, minded too much. I never have and I probably never will. By far the most absurd PPL I've personally seen uh, is something I encountered recently. Uh, A couple instances in the drama because this is my first life. The female lead is actually an assistant writer in charge of drama PPL. So the drama ends up having a few hilarious and sometimes meta moments of mocking PPL. There's this hilarious scene where in the fictional drama within a drama, the male lead Uh, ends up hopping on a hoverboard, going down the main highway and screaming in rage. And it doesn't even make sense when I say it. You've got to see it for yourself. Uh, Even the viewers within the drama have a very nonplussed reaction. Uh, So that was pretty funny. But I realized it was even funnier a few weeks later when I ended up watching Who Are You? School 2015 
and realized that that scene from Because This Is My First Life was actually a parody of a very similar scene in school 2015. So as a drama fan, it's always cool when you have those moments and you see those connections uh, between dramas and PPL can definitely help you do that. Um, the last example I'll give is of, of PPL that I love to hate is jewelry. It's super common for one character to give another jewelry in dramas. It sets up lots of great situations for very tropey moments. And in Because This Is My First Life, uh, there's a really interesting iteration of that where the female lead is struggling to put on a necklace given to her by the male lead. And who shows up to help her? All of a sudden, the male lead's ex. It's a complete <laughs> inversion of that, the way the trope typically plays out. And honestly made me uh, like it way more than the usual jewelry tropes. So uh, that product placement honestly was fine by me. Now you have seen, because this is my first life, what were your feelings on these sort of commentaries on... <laughs> You know, I was as I was listening to everyone's comments, I keep on going, oh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I don't remember. Like, I, that's a show that I I can't say that I quite remember all the PPLs yeah. in it, especially this thing about jewelry mm. that, yeah, I, I, I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, that's good, so though. So my feet, yeah, my feeling is it wasn't that too much for me right uh i would comment on jewelry in general that it doesn't drive me crazy but every time i see it i do sigh yeah <laughs> i do a little sigh and especially sigh if it's supposed to be a proposal and then you have like this big thing and where they have to like yeah um zoom in on the box mm -hmm. and the thing i'm just like just mm, this is really ruining this moment yeah um when they do that but yeah and you know i feel like it's it's now done a lot and i feel like for old dramas jewelry might be more of the thing that they mm, did right because yeah. i think i do remember some of these and you always like see the box or yeah. see the um brand of it justina justina is one oh. <laughs> we see a lot i don't know that we see it that much anymore but i think there's still there's still a pretty big company over there yeah. like watches for men oh yes you know, that kind of thing yeah usually which yeah. i mean to me makes sense i mean i don't yeah. love it but mm -hmm. it makes sense because those are expensive items, right? I mean, like mm -hmm. the the profit that they're going to make on those items is high. The things oh, where yeah. I'm like, you're going to have to sell a lot of tube coffee to offset the price of this drama. That's those are the ones that I'm like, that does not seem like a high. <laughs> or the cars we haven't even talked about. You know, the cars are yeah. anytime mm -hmm. you can see. The logo on a car and it's recognizable. Oh, yeah. Those people mm -hmm. paid for it. Mm -hmm. We have Chevy cars in Beyond Evil. I still haven't seen any other Chevys, a purely American brand and vehicle in any other drama. So I think that one's pretty unique. Volvo cars. 
in It's Okay to Not Be Okay. This one reminded me so much of Twilight. It actually hurt me. And I have actually seen, maybe it's just a difference uh, between the dramas. Jess was saying, you know, that she hasn't seen a lot of Chevy. I have seen a lot of Chevy in dramas. Oh, really? I mean, again, I did not write it down. Um, but I did specifically mention it because, you know, cars are expensive, high ticket items. Um, but Chevrolet is like the lower end of the General Motors brands of cars. So mm -hmm. it's not like you're, you know, it's not a luxury brand of car. Um, maybe it's a lot, I probably it's a lot more expensive in Korea than it would be in the US because it's a US brand. So maybe it's mm -hmm. like Subway has a different cachet. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that that was interesting. I mean, I remember in, um, I was gonna say in one spring night, but now that I just said that, I feel like it, I might be wrong. But in some drama where there were kids and mm -hmm. it might be one spring night where you see, you know, somebody with a kid getting the kid in and out of the car a lot. And the brand mm -hmm. of car was a Volvo, which to mm. me was really smart PPL because I don't know if Volvo still has the same reputation. But when I was growing up in the 80s, Volvo was the family car brand because of their exceptional safety record. So, right. you know, that was to me that made total sense. And also... I think PPL works best when it is like that sort of informs the character, right? Like, you know mm -hmm. more about the, the character that they would have chosen to drive this car. You know, it's just mm -hmm. like a little, little detail, but it actually enhances the storytelling rather than taking away from the storytelling, as is so often the case. Um, right. But I did want to say with regards to the like the whole meta thing mm -hmm. love struck in the city was not a drama that i enjoyed i do not mm -hmm. recommend it however like it's not even meta i guess sort of meta like they leaned so far into the this is a ppl that they actually like wrote ppl on the things there'd be like uh, one of the things was swiss miss cocoa which again you're gonna have to sell a lot of cocoa packets uh but there'd be like they'd mix the mug of of swiss miss cocoa and then they lift up the mug and there's like a little ceramic coaster underneath that just says ppl <laughs> which i just found in a show like i said that i didn't enjoy all that much like that aspect of it that sort of tongue-in-cheek like this is just part of the deal that i did mm -hmm. enjoy about it it was one of the things <laughs> that i enjoyed more than just about anything else in that, in that drama unfortunately um but can i can't go too far that's like you know, i'm sure that there were people who saw that in love struck in the city who are just like oh come on now i'm to mm -hmm. taken totally out of it unlike the whole time that they're like just showing zoomed into like making a cup of cocoa for no reason like to me i'm already out of it so you might as well make a joke about the fact that it's ppl but you know is it too much sometimes there was a shampoo bottle in let's eat two that had Jun's face on it 
So this one was a little outrageous and meta because let's think about this. So in the Let's Eat universe, the male lead is a celebrity or he has a doppelganger who's famous. Like it doesn't even make sense. Like that product placement doesn't make sense. And I have not seen Let's Eat 2. You watched all of Let's Eat, right? But you haven't watched any of Let's Eat 2. I've seen some of Let's Eat 2. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I got to the point of the shampoo, but (laughs) um, that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But also that show is crazy. Mm. So I thought, you know, this is one of those shows that are just like going bonkers on its own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just altogether bonkers. Um, I forgot to comment on, because this is my first life, and how Jung So Min, how her job is, you know, a writer on a drama, and specifically <laughs> a PPL writer. Right, right. I howled. Yeah. I howled at that. It was so good. How they, that was really leaning into like, haha, we know this is ridiculous. Look at this. Yeah. Kind of thing. And the things they had to, they showed it. Right. They showed the little like scenes where she, she had to write in PPL and it's just golden, golden. So that's like another like instance where it's really good how they just went meta with it. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't watched that drama, but I'm very much looking forward that Mm. Mm -hmm. um the thing that jess was saying about let's eat which i have not seen Mm -hmm. like i said but it just reminded me of that thing that drove me so bananas in 39 which if Mm -hmm. you've listened to our sonya jin episode (laughs) i spoil what it is if you don't want it to be spoiled don't go back and listen to that episode but if you've heard it you know what i'm talking about just when they've like completely given up on trying to make things make sense (laughs) it's just gonna be cray No matter how they do it, whether they like try and do it subtle, don't care about doing it subtle, lean into being meta with it. Like the point of mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. to promote these products and sometimes it works. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and our panelists had some examples of times when they purchase things based on Mm -hmm. having seen them in dramas. I actually have been a victim of watching K-dramas and being influenced by the product placement. Yes. And when I tell you what I was influenced to purchase because of product placement in K-dramas, you can't judge me, okay? But I actually loved and fell head over heels for the Samsung Galaxy Note phones. Yes, I was never an Apple girl. I always was a Galaxy Android girl. And it was all because of (laughs) K-dramas. I loved 
seeing the different things the note phones would do in the episodes. And it was in multiple dramas of the time. I just, I can't even name one in particular, but there were multiple instances because there are so many iterations of the note that every kind of year there was a new product placement for the Samsung Galaxy Note phones. And I would always be like, oh, time to upgrade my phone. <laughs> so I'm actually a victim of product placement. And I'm not saying that the product placement was done well. It was quite noticeable all the time when they would take time out of the drama to show the zoom in features of <laughs> the phone and things like that. It was definitely obvious. And I was very aware that they were showing off the phone instead of actually aiding to the plot of the story <laughs> by showing off the phone but it's okay you know we get it we know what it's there for we completely understand is lola my ppl soulmate because <laughs> i would like to confess some things <laughs> uh i have also purchased a galaxy samsung galaxy note based on a drama and this is, I believe I I was enamored with them in the King Eternal Monarch, though they have been using this particular kind of phone since, I think, Crash Landing, maybe, mm. had it. Mm -hmm. And then they started transitioning to the like flip ones mm -hmm. in Startup. So they still had like the old ones, and then they're like, now going to the new thing and then like the flip ones that go like small and the ones that have like a big screen you can open up to become a big screen so those two models got introduced in startup mm -hmm. i think yes listener i too <laughs> have and this is not the first time i've been like attracted to a phone from a drama because back in the day in coffee prints gong Yu has a very nice phone and it's like a gold phone and i want to say it's it is a nokia phone which at the time i preferred those like they called it candy bar phones oh uh-huh um and he had one that is like i think um or maybe it was an lg phone maybe it was an lg phone mm. um one of those and it's a collaboration with like prada or something oh so you know it's like dead expensive oh, gosh. but it was available to purchase uh -huh. like i looked it up because uh -huh. i'm like let me look at this phone and it just is so pretty it's just very a very pretty phone yeah and so not the first time of course i could not purchase that one but i did purchase this one after the new model came out because sorry i'm not paying full price either right. <laughs> there are limits there are limits. Talking about PPL phones always makes me think of what I think is a really excellent instance in Hijekle Me. The phones mm. that they're selling, that they're selling, that they're PPLing in Hijekle Me, and I don't know what brand it is, but they have a curve to them. They're like concave and... Mm. I thought that this was so smart. So Sung Joon's character is a therapist mm -hmm. and he hypnotizes his patients and he does that. Or one of the ways he does that is he has like a marble that goes back at that. Like he drops in the phone in the cradle of the phone and it like goes back and forth 
and, you know, hypnotizes the person who's watching the marble go back and forth. And uh-huh. they don't ever make a big, you know, they don't zoom in on like the logo of the phone or anything like that. Um, and I don't know that I even would have really, I would have just thought like, oh, this is a prop that they uh-huh. used, you know, to for him to be able to do this thing. Except for the uh-huh. fact that later, Hyun Bin is, his character has one of those phones with the curve oh. in it which was really the uh-huh. only way that I could tell that like oh this is clearly a PPL thing because it's the same kind of thing that Sung Jun's character had um, but I thought right. that that was really really cool and a good way of doing it and it made me sort of wonder which came first right like is was this mm-hmm. a thing that the writer wrote in or was this something that, I mean, I would guess it was something that we're like, okay, we have to figure out how to work this in. It was just a really clever way of using that phone's unique properties that to me mm. was completely believable. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Another example of food PPL that definitely worked on me uh, is that after watching Doom at your service, I even went out and bought Oreo O's cereal for the first time in my life. Uh, I'm sure it's been around for a long time. I had definitely never noticed it, Um, but I bought it because of this drama and I ended up keeping the box and using it in a drama scrapbook spread. Yeah, other smaller things, you know, in um, uh, Weightlifting Fairy Kim Bokju, Kim Bokju has like the cutest uh, bags. Oh. And they're like these canvas like um, crossover bags Mm -hmm. that... It seems like it just looks like a tote bag because it it's not complicated. It's one pouch and it has anyway. Yeah. I looked up the like exact bags that she has and she had like several different kinds, mm-hmm. probably from the same brand. I did purchase. <laughs> I did purchase them. They were available for me to purchase and I did and I do not regret them. <laughs> I do not regret that at all. I did get influenced by that another thing i got influenced sort of yeah is is the pouch kimchi okay mm. now the thing with the pouch kimchi is that particular kimchi it's it's bokum kimchi so it's already stir fried oh when it's in that pouch mm-hmm. and so it's actually really good for um kimchi fried rice mm-hmm. so i did i did purchase my local H Mart has it, and I was like, "Let me, let me see." And it was good. It was good. I'm just not gonna eat it raw in a car. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good, and I was like, "Oh, this is that kimchi." Like I was right. totally identifying it and doing that. So that's so funny. I too am a victim, friends. I, I mean, I'm... but. Is it really, is is victimhood really the way to characterize it? Because you got to experience all these, you know, all these great products. But some sometimes there are effective um, product placements. A lot of the makeup that has been shown in skincare has been really helpful. Kahi Wrinkle Balm from Yumi Cells, Love All Play, Business Proposal, and many more. This one worked, though, because I bought it. <laughs> Mini product review. It feels very nice, very hydrating, um, but it also looked like I smeared Vaseline on my face, so I would not recommend going out in public with it on. 
these K-dramas out here using the wrinkle bomb like a cosmetic, like a lipstick or some sort of BB cream on a stick. Nah, nah, babes. Um, don't believe it. That Kahi bomb was everywhere. And I also actually heard from somebody else who bought that bomb and they really enjoy it. Yeah. I thought it was actually like moisturizing and good for their skin or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all these cosmetic things, you know, it is a little like, like hit and miss, but I feel like that's a more useful PPL to people. Yeah. Um, other than food and stuff, but you know, cause they have practical uses, you know, yeah. like you can't always buy a luxury watch, but you know, people today especially are like very into skincare. Um, so like, and also, weightlifting fairy she had suddenly just like a set from Laneige and I was like that's mm-hmm. <laughs> to me like Laneige is like a little bit for like older people mm. um, like you know not a college student yeah. I feel like wouldn't necessarily have just a set of Laneige <laughs> like they might have like the like water mask or whatever mm-hmm. um, or the lip balm which a lot of people love me included. Um, <laughs> but uh, a whole set of lineage? I don't know. I think Etudes might be, you know, a better a better product there. I mean, I think the only the only example I could think of of being influenced was when we finished watching The King Eternal Monarch, and I insisted that we had to get BBQ chicken to eat <laughs> when we watched the finale of The King Eternal Monarch. Uh, yeah, because you know, I love a theme, mm-hmm. and there is BBQ chicken where we were when we were watching it. So mm-hmm. how could we and, not? <laughs> and can attest, it is delicious. It is. It's good fried chicken. Mm-hmm. That chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. it's in Goblin, in some drama where there's BBQ. I think it's in Goblin, and you and I is like, yeah, our pickled radish is really good. It is. It is. It is good. I mean, and I feel <laughs> Their like I say good. that every time I have it. So that did not feel like a shoehorned in remark because <laughs> it is legit very good. I love their pickled mm-hmm. radish. Like we were saying at the at the top of this episode, anytime you see the brand displayed subtly or hitting you over the head with it it has been paid for and one reason you know that is because sometimes the brand (laughs) has been obscured like i was saying Mm -hmm. you know in music videos or things like that they'll pixel out what is on somebody's t-shirt um you know or things like that but there are also some real hilarious examples of this (laughs) in (laughs) k-dramas And the one that I always think about is in Dodo So So La La Soul. So Goara's character is a piano teacher, a pianist slash piano teacher. And they have these Yamaha pianos, but Yamaha didn't give them any money. (laughs) So it's just like they take off the letters and it's just like, aha, piano. Very to me, that's more distracting. Like yeah, when it's a yeah, recognizable it thing, or like 
when it's a clearly a 7-Eleven, but they've uh-huh. you know, done something to the sign because 7-Eleven didn't uh-huh. give them any money. Like, to me, that's equally distracting as mm-hmm. when they make a big point of, you know, emphasizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, another example, I was it startup? There is some, on one drama, There's there. it is clearly Swarovski. It is oh! clearly Swarovski. But then they called it, like, Crystal something. I don't know. Some, they, they didn't, like, Yeah. at least they didn't just I know what you're take one about. letter off the... <laughs> Of the title of the name of the store, but they did change the name. But you, it's Swarovski, like you right. know, it's Swarovski because it has the swan and whatever. Yeah, but they did not get the money, so they changed the name. And I was just like, Excuse me. Um, less egregious ones is you know, unsponsored cars, they would just take off the logo right. of the car, so it's some kind of no brand, right? <laughs> car, as if that but exists. But the, the thing that still to this day just annoys the heck out of me is when now this is where like the clothing sponsorship gets a little like muddied and complicated Mm. is when you put tape oh right (laughs) oh right when you put tape on the logo or just in the middle of like say it's supreme and you just put a piece of black tape where you can still see some of the letters like the up, you know, the upper part and the lower part of the letters, but in the middle there's a piece of tape, yep. so people don't know it's Supreme. Like, right. you still know what it is, but there's this piece of tape. Like, why is it a piece of tape? But one, why are you also wearing this clothes to begin with right. if you're not supposed to display this logo, right? right. Like, this drives me bonkers right. because I feel like this is disorganization mm-hmm. like to me there's somebody's not talking to somebody yeah, yeah. that caused this problem now these days a lot of times they blur things mm-hmm. so fine post-production you're gonna do that i feel like that's better than the tape because the tape is just so ridiculous to me yeah i just cannot with the tape yeah <laughs> i just can't so I feel like you yeah. still see that sometimes, though. Like even oh yeah, even oh yeah, you still do dramas, but yeah, oh, yeah, a hundred percent. Like why? It's a t-shirt. Like swap mm-hmm. it out for another t-shirt. Why are you wearing this yeah. shirt that you're not allowed to wear? Yeah, so dumb. Yeah, just wear something rando that has. There's a lot of rando t-shirts over there. Right, <laughs> we know right. this. Oh yeah, <laughs> just we wear something that is other... not a logo. <laughs> We could do a whole other episode on, like, T-shirts with things in English that don't make any sense. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Like, right. Why are you wearing this branded (sighs) shirt that you're not supposed to be wearing? Well, sometimes, though, and I remember thinking of this. I feel like it's not startup, but it is one of the dramas that I saw very early on. Um, Mm. the, The not Swarovski place. Mm-hmm. That makes me wonder, like, if there are negotiations over PPL to the last minute, like they, oh. were, you know, like maybe they were, because I certainly have seen Swarovski placed in other dramas, right, where they've yeah. gone to the store mm-hmm. and you could see what it was. So it right. makes me wonder if, like, they already had scouted the location and it was all ready to go, and they're like trying to work out the deal with Swarovski, and then at the last minute. 
it fell through and they're like, okay, well, they're not going to pay us, but we're already set up to film, you know, and mm. the shirt thing kind of makes me wonder that too. Like mm. it's up mm-hmm. to the very lack. I mean, cause there really is no other good explanation and that's not really a very right. good explanation either. Like how long does it take to mm-hmm. change one actor's shirt? But please, I mean, you have a whole van of clothing, <laughs> yeah. presumably. Yes. Well, Sarai had a question to ask us, which I thought was very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Let's hear what she wanted to know. What do you guys think about Sega and product placements? Like, is there a clever way to have that done? Or are you guys happy that it's not possible because they're historical dramas? <laughs> Let me know. I thought this was such a great question. And it is something that I have noticed a little bit in in the past. I mean, a lot of times in historicals, they'll have all the like banner ads at the end, right? I mean, and mm-hmm. that feels like mm-hmm. uh, how they're get how they're getting the drama paid for is all these drama, yeah. all these things at the end. Um, but there have definitely been a couple of times where I've noticed something in a historical drama that I was like, oh, is that PPL? <laughs> I mean, the one that always comes to mind, or the two that always come to mind, are from Mr. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. One, I think, is somewhat egregious. One is fine with me. Uh, mm. So two of the sponsors of Mr. Sunshine were Doll.com Coffee, which you've seen in lots of other, I believe that's also in Goblin, um, lots of other dramas. And Paris Baguette was also a big sponsor. I think they're on like almost every episode. In Mm. one of the episodes, (laughs) in the hotel, Hina is the character, Mm -hmm. the hotel lady's character, and then Kim Tae-ri are having coffee at the hotel. And behind Mm. them on the wall is a thing that says like Delta.com coffee. It's only in that one episode. Mm. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't show up in any of the other episodes. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing it, and I actually went back last night and found exactly the place and like took a picture of it because mm. there it is, plain as day. And I was like, that seems like dot com in you know nineteen oh three or whatever mm. year it is, like. <laughs> that's not a thing um yeah. but the power of spaghetti i felt like was a lot better done like there are a lot of right. scenes where they go and have that like rainbow cake <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a mm-hmm. thing that they sell at paris baguette um and you know and they actually have a character who's like runs the french bakery and everything i don't know how mm-hmm. realistic that is to the historical setting but mm-hmm. it, it was only in hindsight that I sort of put together like, oh, that's actually PPL every time that happens. Right. Um, yeah. So that I felt sort of charmed by. Mm-hmm. I know that I've seen it in a couple of other historicals, but uh, I don't remember anymore what it was. It wasn't anything yeah. that big. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really noticed it yeah. in any other historicals. Like, yeah, I don't think so. And I'm like, I'm very against it. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, there has been cases in like Chinese dramas where they would shoehorn like cosmetics or something oh, like really? that. Which I thought, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and like some other things I can't remember, but I'm just like, just don't do it. I'm sorry. Like, this is why, I don't know, this is why like some people really like making historical because you don't have to like Mm. pedal things as well. Like you can just concentrate on doing your job. Right. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just not pro that um, in historicals that, especially when these things did not exist at that time. Sure. You know, like that is like the whole thing. Like if it's realistically like the bakery, Mm -hmm. you could probably be like, okay, maybe. Right. Um, And they, I don't, I don't remember seeing them calling it Paris Baguette in the show. No, I don't think they do. Right, right, right. So it's not like they're like, here's our logo. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, they're just like, here are some products from our bakery that you might be familiar with. Right. um, Kind of thing I thought is that actually works really well. Yeah. But yeah, when it's like something that's not supposed to be there at that time period. An anachronism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah I will say I mean this doesn't really count as an historical drama but it takes mm-hmm. place in the past relative to when it came out um, mm-hmm. I having recently rewatched Reply 1988 I really enjoyed the PPL in that one mm-hmm. I think it's really subtly done um, I mean one of the dads in the neighborhood owns a gold star like franchise or however it works mm-hmm. like owns a gold star distributor shop. Um, so right. he's always wearing a jacket that says gold star on it. And I love how they mm-hmm. use, like they'll have cardboard boxes that have other stuff in it, but it's mm-hmm. a gold star branded box on the outside as if he, mm-hmm. you know, brought it home from the store, which makes perfect sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, works a hundred percent within the drama and is never, you know, and sometimes there are some, I think there's like a gold star boom box or something like that. But again, they're mm-hmm. not like zooming in on the logo to make sure you see it. It's just like mm-hmm. part of the tapestry of what's going on. And this mm-hmm. time I noticed that the first time I watched it, but this time I noticed something that I hadn't before that was some kind of hard candy that comes in like a metal tin. Um, and mm-hmm. one time you actually see somebody eating those candies out of the tin, but a couple of times in the drama, Again, it's like they had an empty tin and it has like a sewing kit in it or like something Mm -hmm. else is being stored in this empty tin. But you can see Mm -hmm. what the logo on the tin was, just like you would in real life. And I thought, again, Mm -hmm. you know, completely consistent with how these characters would be living their lives. These were not people to just Mm -hmm. throw things away um, if they Mm -hmm. could be reused for a practical purpose. So Mm -hmm. I thought those were really great. Like I said... Not uh, not historical dramas, but also like when something takes place 30 years in the past, mm-hmm. the brands might not be available. You know, I mean, they can't sell mobile phones. They can't sell mm-hmm. apps on phones, which is another right. big thing that we haven't talked about. Like, you know, mm-hmm. all <laughs> some messaging app or whatever oh ridiculous God. thing. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that are off the table if it's going to be set in the past. Mm -hmm. And I just thought they Mm -hmm. did a beautiful job of it in Reply 1988. Yeah, that's like smart PPL because it is so integrated in like the lives of the people. Like I delight every time they are like drinking old school milk Mm. kiss 
you know, from the like the old cans. Yeah, and yeah. You have like all these old ads on the walls mm-hmm. of, you know, stores and stuff. And whenever they eat a world cone, you know, that kind of thing. And you're just like, it brings up nostalgia. Like some of these items might be like already called different things now or discontinued even. But um, a lot of companies get like eaten up by other companies, right. you know, so maybe like they have a new parent company now, but you know, you can still like make a connection with somebody. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like it being official PPL, you know. So I it's it is like really like just delightful and like I said, invokes nostalgia more than anything. Yeah. Um, because you can't buy like some of those things anymore, but you know, like milk is still exist. It just looks a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it, you know, it always makes me want to drink a milk is like every time I see them, I'm like, yes, please let me, let me get one. So yeah. Susie enjoys some milk is irrespective oh, yes. of it being featured mm-hmm. in a drama or not. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank all of our, delightful contributors uh, and they are also delightful that they had this to say to us thank you so much for unis on opus podcast for having me and i am so 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 grateful to be joining Susie and lynn thanks for listening <laughs> thanks again Susie and lynn for letting me contribute it's so fun to have metaphorical unis i mean i won't speak for Susie. But I really enjoy being a metaphorical Oni to all the folks who listen as well. So, (laughs) friends. (laughs) Me too. Thank you very much for taking the time and the care. And thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) So, listeners, what did you think of our unusual? K community chat format. Should we do this again? I mean, we had a fun time. Did you have a fun mm-hmm. time? Do you have ideas for future topics that we could bring the mm-hmm. K community together to discuss? Let yes. us know. How can they let us know, Suze? Let us know on Instagram at Unis on Opa's Pod. Give us all your opinions. Give us. Give it to us. Recommendations. Yeah. Let us know. Did you like it? Did you not like it? What more can we do? Were Tell there, us. Were there some hilarious examples of PPL that we missed? I mean, almost certainly there are oh, examples. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yes. What are your PPL opinions, mm. I guess? You know, give us an example, like a PPL instance that either delights you enrages you <laughs> let us know your strong feelings ppls um so we can we can commiserate together mm. or we can celebrate together <laughs> is is an egregious ppl example tempered if it is presented by a handsome opa question mark Ooh. is Lehman ho saying ridiculous things about this is so delicious it's as delicious as in the palace. Does that make it better than if it's somebody else? If it's Kim Go Un saying the same thing? Uh, I don't know. It's an open question. 
It's an Opa mm-hmm. question, if you will. Whoa! whoa. Yep, I'm not cutting that out. It's staying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because everything circles around back to the Opas, ultimately. Because, as Kim Sun Young said in Reply 1988, If they're handsome... Yes. We call them Opa. That's what we do here. And we do a lot of other things too. So join us again next time where we'll be talking about some more handsome Opas. Maybe some more crazy PPL. Annyeong! <laughs> Annyeong!